everyone, and welcome back to Absolute BSS Pod, the casual, competitive look at Bandai Namco's Battle Spirit Saga. Uh, I'm Cameron, one of your hosts, and I am joined by Angel and Eric. Once again, how y'all doing? Doing pretty good. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back on the show like usual and here to talk some BSS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to BS about some BSS with my BFFs. Oh, man. Absolute BFFs. That's what we should have gotten on the shirts. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're going to have a Spongebob had the theme song going. That's right. It's for friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're chilling. Welcome oh. back. Uh, we are very excited for um, Angel and Eric to be going to the Tulsa Grand Open uh, this upcoming Woo. weekend, uh, probably Woo. by the time you're listening to this. Tulsa, Oklahoma Grand Open. Um, so we're going to be talking about um, the preparations that they've been making, the the playtesting that we've been doing, and some of the discussion that we've had in the Discord. And um, uh, w- one of uh, one of our guys in the Discord is also going to be at that grand open, so that's really really cool too. So we've we've been uh, in full swing, full playtesting mode here um, the past couple of weeks to get these guys ready. So, uh, but before we get into that. Let's uh let's talk about what we've been what we've been up to maybe outside of Battle Spirits. Eric, you could take it. I talked first last time. All right, you want me to go first? All right. Well, obviously, you've been playtesting a lot of Battle Spirits, but also been um hanging out in the Discord quite a lot. It's been really fun. Uh, like you mentioned, we've been chatting with a lot of people in there. So. Uh, if you're not a member of the Absolute BSS Discord, please join. There should be a link down in the description or uh, in the show notes if you're listening to the regular podcast, not on YouTube. Um, it's just been so fun, like having people hop in and have conversations, playing some games in there, talking to people. So, yeah. Uh, same thing for me, you know, been uh, practicing and, and playing a lot of different Battle Spirits uh, with Eric and. Trying different decks out, um, but apart from that and this heat wave, uh, I've been trying to stay hydrated, drinking lots of water. Uh, but I also been on Twitch, just watching a lot of uh, different players, just trying to get these Marvel Snap uh, goodies and Overwatch goodies. So uh, while playing Marvel Snap myself, so um, that's it. Really, just been trying to chill, getting ready for this Grand Open in a couple of days. So it's gonna be hot in Tulsa, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So good luck I've, to both. I've of you. heard. I've heard from a member of our Discord that apparently this convention center does have good AC, so that's I'm good excited. news. I'm excited yes. for it. Now nah, I'm bringing two packs of deodorant and a bunch of axe sprays. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was going to say, definitely pack. And, and, it, and it ain't for me. It's for everybody else. That's like, right. You're going to start spraying other people. <laughs> More lemon pledge. It's like... Yeah. Who's your? Who are some of your favorite Twitch streamers? So I like... Um, I'm probably gonna say his name wrong, but uh, Dexter, I think is his name, or Dex, yeah, yeah. D-E-K-K. Um, I like Mo, uh, Kibler, um, oh, Kibler, just a few, a few. Yeah, a lot of them I honestly transitioned from I think all the other games I play, like uh, Hearthstone, uh, Legends of Runeterra. I think some of them were even mm-hmm. in Magic the Gathering, so I kind of stick with that same community because I feel like they at least know what they're talking about without being uh, opinionated, you know, one side or the other. Uh, so that's that's what you should watch. So yeah. That's that's awesome. I've been uh, helping these guys every now and then with some uh, play testing. Uh, I finally got some physical Lorcana product uh, over the weekend, so that was Lucky. really exciting. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I guess uh, the store that you know we all met at uh, is like got the eighth most supply of Lorcana, and that still oh, wow. wasn't enough. Like you know for for wow. everybody, obviously, but. 
So shout out to Tabletops, Hobbies, and Games, um, Josh, the owner there, for really pushing hard to get some allocation for the locals and, um, you know, uh, making it a very easy process. We just lined up out the door. They came out and gave us numbers, let us in a little early so we could sit in the AC instead of, you know, outside blocking the fire lanes <laughs> nice. and stuff. They called their number and, and uh, allowed us to have one max of each separate thing. So, like, for example, I got one booster box and one of each of the three starters. And um, nice. opened those on, on stream the other day. I don't know if I uploaded that yet. I might I might throw that up on the Absolute BSS YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I got, think there's a lot of people who would love to see that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some fun what? stuff. I found... Um, uh, a TTS mod for the game, so I'm, I'm after after Grand Open. I'd love to to get some games in with you guys there. Dude, I'm down. I want to play that game so bad. Yeah. I was gonna ask you. I, I don't know if I put up the. Uh, I think I did. I think I put up the picture on the Discord. Maybe it's on my Twitter. But what did you feel about the uh, booster box? Uh, just the how it's packaged, I guess. Because I've been hearing a lot of complaints how people have been taking packages out and repackaging on the side. So it's um, it's flimsy. The box that yeah. these cards come in is really flimsy. It's really small. <laughs> Oddly even enough, sealed? like shrink sealed or no? Mine, mine was. Okay. Yeah, mine had the wrap on it. Um, the the deck boxes are nice, but yeah, the booster box itself, I could see how that would be a problem, and that's yeah. really unfortunate. Again, like you gotta. I mean, if you can, it's so hard, but like you gotta get them from a trusted source. I feel like because otherwise, mm -hmm. like people are just. You know, ruining Stop everything it. for everybody. Yeah, the price. Well, of those, those enchanted cards are crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is those enchanted rare cards are so pricey? It's like no wonder people are doing shady shit. Well, just all of it. You know, like I, I opened a, a a bell, right? And so it's like, oh yeah, uh, the rarity right under enchanted, not even foil. And and Eric's in the stream. He's like, that's twenty five bucks. And then I opened the same bell, but it was hollow, still not enchanted. And that's 85 bucks. Like, people just want that these cards. Crazy. And, like, the the packs are kind of weird, too, because, like, you'll get nothing in one pack. And then in the next pack, you'll get, like, two of the legendaries and then, like, uh, another, like, shiny foil rare. Like, it's just, it was kind of weird. It wasn't as that exciting as some of these other games. Which... Yeah. I, I thought the guy, I forget what his name is, Creed. I saw a YouTube video when the first of the game came out. I thought he said that it was guaranteed that every pack you would get, maybe it was a hollow or a rare. You get, uh, maybe. Yeah, every card in the game, all 204 of them have a hollow version. Like all the commons, uncommons, rares, legendaries. Okay. So you do always get something shiny in the pack. But, like, sometimes I wouldn't hit, like, the, the orange symbol at all for a couple of packs. Uh, and then in the next okay, one, I would okay. get, like, three in a row. Um, but after all was said and done, there were only 29 cards of the set that I didn't at least get one copy of. So that's not oh, bad. Oh, damn. That's not that's bad. That's not bad at all. That's really, that's really good for one that's, box yeah. and three yeah. starter decks. That's and really so good. I definitely have, like, stuff to build some budget decks. And um, I'm looking around for some events. Um around my area and i think i found a couple so i'm pretty excited to just get out and, and start playing this game again because it feels a lot like keyforge um but yeah we'll definitely all have to play we'll put some videos up on the youtube for yeah that. i'm excited I'm and just, uh, looks fun. yeah and i also got one piece starter decks finally so i ordered uh <laughs> the first one you know monkey d luffy red starter deck like the original one that came out last year um the listing on amazon said it was going to be in english and it showed up and it was just fully Japanese. 
So I had to send that back <laughs> and get my refund, but I did find a store near me that had the two latest ones. So it's Monkey D. Luffy, but it's um, it's black, and it has different characters in it, and it, it plays differently. And then I got Yamato, who is yellow. And so I finally have two English starter decks, so I'm going to be able to play physically. And then again, found a TTS mod for that game too, and I'm really, really excited to finally give that one a shot. So that's that's pretty much it for me. I've been, you know, playing Marvel Snap, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Unite because I hate myself. But um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, people have been complaining yeah, one... about Pokemon Unite already. Uh, I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> dude, stop. I saw your just... tweet about that, Cam. I, I saw was that. I was <laughs> so fed up today. I'm just like, okay, every single. It's gonna time. be our saltiest episode ever. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's the heat, man. <laughs> we were it's talking before wave. this. Yeah, boop, we're boop. we're gonna be feisty. We got we got. We got a topic in the tank for later on in the episode that we're going to get feisty, I think. <laughs> but every time a new character comes out in Pokemon Unite, everyone just starts bitching and complaining. And they're like, oh, it's so broken. It's overtuned. You got to fix this. Tencent, what are you doing? First of all, there are over a thousand Pokemon. In the game right now, there's probably like 50 to choose from. That's a lot of balancing. It's basically League of Legends already at this point, celebrating its two-year anniversary. Mewtwo is in the game. So the problem with Pokemon that don't evolve is they do start out really powerful in this game, but also just learn your matchups and do better. 70% of the player base doesn't even know how to play lane-based MOBAs. So you're complaining about the wrong things. <laughs> like yeah. fix matchmaking <laughs> before Unless you... you play like League of Legends or anything. Yeah. Like, you don't know, like... Dude, it's so frustrating. Um, but like for me, it's really easy to hit master every season if I just play but like people are complaining about Mewtwo and I'm just like Mewtwo's not that broken everyone complained about Zacian when he brought in everyone's complaining yep. about Umbreon which no Umbreon, one's playing Umbreon yeah. anymore I'm except like, me because yeah. I love Umbreon so I've just been cruising up to 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 master this season and everyone League of Legends was the same way man when yeah. I play League of Legends for a little bit people go oh this champion is so broken I'm like it just came out first of all we yes. all know that when something anything comes out it's gonna be a little bit over powerful because they're trying to hey it's a new thing right yeah but eventually like yeah. you learn like you said you learn the matchups you learn the lane you gotta go to and it's pretty balanced I mean yeah. granted that game is team based game but it's balanced. like yeah it's if everyone yeah if everyone plays the way you're supposed to play a lane game yeah. Uh, it's really balanced. I think the problem is the matchmaking system is so yeah. wide open. They've they fixed it a little bit, but it is so yeah. wide open, man. It gets really, yeah. really frustrating. You just get dick stomped. And then yeah. like Oh, you're a rookie? I'm put you with yeah. all veterans. <laughs> like, yeah, <look."> exactly. <laughs> like, and they're like, Oh, they got Rayquaza, all our lanes are broken, we haven't even broken one yeah. of theirs, and you try to hit the surrender and everyone's like, No, we're gonna push till the end. It's like just don't waste <laughs> my time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway, we're not here to bitch about Pokemon. <laughs> we're here to talk about Battle Spirit Saga. So uh, I I'm going to let you guys take this one uh, for like most of it because I'm not going to the Grand Open. Can't swing it, but I'm so excited for you two. And um, and I don't know how to pronounce Virik, Varic? Someone in our Discord. Yeah, I think it's... I was looking at it trying to see how to pronounce it. If we pronounce it wrong, we're, I apologize. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I never thought to ask. Because, like, you see it in pop of the Discord, and you, like, know who you're thinking of or who you're talking to. But I'm like, oh, yeah, the it. person whose name starts with a V. Yes. So, But they're going to the Grand Open, too, so I'm going to root for all three 
of our absolute BSS players. And um, yeah, take it away. How have you guys been preparing? How have the playtesting been going? What are your what are your biggest uh, what do you think is going to be there, and how do you think you're going to be able to beat it? However, well, you want to take I, those. I think, I think our our biggest hurdle that I think both of us have finally crossed over. Um, I think me a little bit sooner than than Angel, but we're we're both over that hurdle now. Is just like what to even play. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. that's a good uh, problem to have, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot of viable decks yeah. and and good colors, and it's just really fun right now. Well, I, I was really comfortable with that brand board deck and then Angel helped me fix it up and then I kind of went off in this other direction with it and it got to a point where I was like, I think Brandbor is actually holding my deck back. Wow. So that's so he actually ended bummer. up going. Um, and now I have this totally like you wouldn't even believe that this list that I'm playing right now came from that other list because it's like just so different. Like there's no Amarant Man, there's no Ant Queen, there's no Brandbor, there's no Lightning Aura, there's no Crag, there's no Volcanic Canyon. Wow. It's like, it, <laughs> the the road <laughs> to get there was was rough. Um, and huge shout out to Cosmic for when he posted his like mono green aggro video that like really um, kind of pushed me in more in that direction of just really leaning into like uh, Emerald Pincer Thorn Prison you know like exhausting stuff needle shot and just going on all in full aggro so that's kind of the build that i've been working with um but yeah what about you angel what was um how did you get to where you're at now like what were you thinking going in oh for me it's a little the same right uh this whole set even you know uh when it came out for gen con i really want to try to play a different color um because i've been purple all of set one um, I was like, let me let me branch out a little bit, see what else I like. So I started with a white token build, didn't like it. Did the typical white purple. It's just boring, like super slow. I don't like playing like that. Yeah. I did yellow. Um, feel like yellow just now, at least for me. I mean, I haven't played enough yellow, but it it doesn't do enough for me. So um, I did a little Nova red deck for a while. That was play testing with Eric, and I actually liked that a lot. That was a good and, deck. That was yeah, a good deck. I'd like to see you do that. Um, I think most of the times I had one life and I always came back and somehow won. Nova um, makes me want to play red. I played against yeah. that at Gen Con and just had a blast doing that. And it's fun. Yeah. And like, especially like Nova, Dragon King and all that. It's so different ideas. I just, I don't feel comfortable enough to take that to the Grand Open just yet. Yes. You know, maybe maybe the one in September, um, if I get a little bit more practice and I see more things what comes out of this one. Yeah. Um, but all in all, after all that, said and done, big surprise, I ended up back on purple. Um, <laughs> I, I took my uh, my Gen Con list, and then, you know, with Eric and I play testing a lot. The more and more we played, the more and more I tweaked it. So, honestly, it's not, like, not even very similar to Gen Con at all. We've added a few different things here. I think last time we played, uh, I think it was Monday, we played for, like, I don't even know, six hours, seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, and towards the end, we ended up, like, going back and forth on a couple things, and I switched it up. So, we'll see how that does tonight when we play test a little bit. But, um, all in all, you know, I feel pretty confident with the list. Um, I'm going to try out Andrew's uh, list a little bit later as well just to see. Yeah. Uh, how that does uh, maybe take some ideas off that if I like something but so far with the list I have I feel pretty confident and like I was telling Eric it's a list that while the game is going I already know if I'm going to end up losing or not because I know every single card and what I'm able to do and not do so it's going to help me yeah. in some of those longer games um, I think we played a, a playtest game that he was playing white and I mean we were like dude this would have been in time a long time ago like it was such a long yeah. game like I was playing I, that Whirlpool deck that God. won the uh, that won the 
uh, online grand tournament. Opening. Maybe it was the. Uh, it was a grand yeah, opening, yeah, it was the. So. It was the Netherlands Grand Open. I played the yeah. first place deck, and uh, yeah, uh, that game took forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pull up that Netherlands deck while you guys are talking. Yeah, but other, I mean, other than that, like I said, uh, it's 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 exciting. It's it's very fun. Um, green adds a little bit more versatility to it, but I think right now we're at a spot too where set one is just so dominant still. Um, set one just had all the OG good cards that you know from set two, a couple of the uh, you know working Ant Man, Emma Ant Man, people playing Thorn Prison, obviously. I, I yeah. felt like set two was going to change it a lot more, and it has in certain ways. But I definitely can tell if you look at a lot of the deck lists. I mean, set one, it's set one everywhere, you know. Yeah. It's just like so, it's just good. Yeah. Um, so I think set three is going to be much needed for this game to really open up that that deck building and versatility because now you have way more colors to deal with and blue is going to be a an annoying color to be facing for sure so yeah and then the game that you know that it was and it was intended to be you know with six colors is going to finally be here um yep. so set three is going to be really yeah interesting just like you said and and set one you know uh just on that subject i i just found a box i put it in the in the discord on amazon you can get boxes of the first and second set for like $37 right now. And I never opened a, a box of set one. So I'm like, well, absolutely. I'm going to buy that. Cause there are still some key pieces, uh, in, in really powerful cards from set one that are still in the meta right now. Like, uh, you know, the big, uh, the big pterosaur guy, King Giganto Rex, Rex, uh, Derm Dyna. I got to get my cursed dragons and Baculus and, and all that good stuff. So absolute ice shield, absolute yeah, ice shield. Yeah, yeah. I only have uh, <laughs> what's it? A special rare uh, Starblitz draw. I mean, Stephon right. has a lot of key cards that are in the game right now. So. Oh, any Nova? I don't have any Nova. Uh, yeah. I don't have Mars. Like looking for some some red support finally. So I'll I'll do an unboxing of that. But yeah, like a lot of set one cards still very much prominent, dominating the meta. Um, and I think we're gonna see that next weekend at the Grand Open for sure. Continuing. Yeah, I think we were having a discussion about that in the in our Discord as well about um, purple and like additions from set two that I initially thought were going to be a lot more um, prevalent as like four ofs in the purple deck, like Lamorak and Reanimate. Yep. Like I thought yep. those were going to slot in, but I feel like through playtesting, and I haven't playtested nearly as much purple as you, Angel. So maybe you have some more thoughts. But I feel like what I discovered is that Lamorak and Reanimate a little more, like, I don't know, geared toward very specific builds and not just, like, general, like, auto-includes into purple. Yeah, so what I think, and I'm, I'm calling this now, so I'm going to see if it's, it's going to be true or not. So what I think is set two for purple, it's going to be more relevant when set three comes out with the blue, right? Because yep. if blue's supposedly going to be milling or discarding or destroying your opponent's, you know, deck or hand, mm. that's where those reanimates, the Lamoraks, the immortal effects really come more viable. And all these other cards yeah. that say, you know, discard the top three cards of your deck, um, some of the nexuses. Um, so that's what I think where set two will really kind of come and shine is when set three comes out. And I think that's the pattern, right? Like, I honestly think that they're doing it on purpose. Like, they foreshadow things. Like, all right, this is going to be relevant at this point. This is gonna come out. This this point, um, even the lore set, right? That's coming out here in a few weeks in September. Yeah. Um, that's gonna change 
honestly, just a few key cards that I know about that I was able to read a little bit at Gen Con. Um, like the, I forget what his name is, but the Absolute Ice Shield. I don't know if it's a negate or you basically get punished for activating Absolute Ice Shield. Um, there's the blue guy with the gun. Um, so I think it's a couple cards in the lore <laughs> set that's also going to help out, which that card's hilarious, but yeah. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> that guy gives like Star Wars, like Cad Bane. Yeah. And uh, I'm so yeah. excited. I had no idea what blue is going to look like. So if, if stuff looks a little bit like that, I'm in. I'm in. It's yeah. funny to me that I guess guns are just canon in the Battle Spirit Saga universe. So, <laughs> yeah, I swear, if anyone tries to shoot my pentans, I'm gonna be pretty upset. <laughs> Punch the pentan. You're getting off with a warning because you're a good card joker. But if you start shooting the pentans in the lore, I'm coming for you. Hey, hey, now you got the pentan. You got a cute little dog. So I don't know if he's yeah. much play, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's cool though. I definitely want one. Um, yeah, the lore set looks cool. It does look cool. But yeah, any any. I mean, yeah, I guess you don't want to spoil what you guys are bringing, like exactly or like to well, the T or anything. I, I can talk a little bit more about what we've been doing to prep. Sure. Um, I mean, I kind of we kind of both spoiled what we're playing without going into too much detail, but right. Um, kind of. So, you know, as we were kind of discovering what decks we wanted to play, we were just playing against each other with the decks we were working on. But then, of course, that's not a very good way to round out your deck and figure out what decks, what cards you need in your deck to help with certain situations or, like, what cards you need to be sideboarding to, like, shore up your deck's weaknesses. So we did, like, a gauntlet kind of thing that I think you and I have done in the past as well, Cam, and maybe you and Angel and I have, have done too, but... Just picking some of the top meta decks, pulling them into TTS, and just running our decks into them until we uh, beat them. Uh, and just, you know, f kind of figuring out, like, it's helpful because, like, I'll play the top decks, and I don't really know how to pilot them, but honestly, me trying to figure out how to pilot them is also figure out how to beat them, because now I have an idea of, like, oh, if you don't see this card, this deck doesn't really get off the ground. Or like, this is, oh, this doesn't seem like it, but this is a key card for this deck. And so now if I'm sitting on the other side of the oh, if they play that Nexus, I need to Burning Force it because that card really helps them take off or, you know, etc. So that's kind of what we've been doing. We looked at like the on as well Um winners the top four from there and we just ran our decks into them and i think so far both of our decks performed pretty well against all of those decks so that's good um yeah i i with that said i don't know that necessarily like see those decks being like the top decks at the tulsa grand open but we'll definitely run into a couple of them i'm sure for sure um yeah, so. you gotta, you know, it's just good practice, right? It builds that versatility, uh, not only playing across from it, but playing with it in your hand. Um, that's what got me, that's what made me, like, actually figure out purple. I think um, I was helping Eric play test something, and uh, I, I played um, Louise's purple deck, like, from one of the mm. earlier, like, competitive tournaments. And I was like, oh, it just all kind of clicked. I'm like, this is what purple wants to do. This is how purple performs, at least in set one. And um, mm -hmm. that that was a lot of like really good uh, experience to gain. And I lost to Louisa Gen Con, you know? And it's like, that's also <laughs> a good teacher and good learning experience. So 
it's yeah, yeah there's there's some exciting stuff i know we're seeing a lot of similar cards across tournaments but like you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but it's about finding those weaknesses and actually real quick i'd like to bring up a card um that we were talking a little bit about before we started um that i just think has definitely gotten a buff and i'm wondering what you guys think about it as far as like sideboards or tech and that's flame emperor agnathon so this is the five cost reduced by two red spirit emperor beast at level 1 and level 2, when summoned, destroy all of your opponent's spirits with 4,000 or fewer BP that have when summoned effects. So it's very specific and conditional, but it's topical for yeah. right now with green. I came across that card earlier today as I was flipping through some cards, and I had the same exact thought. I thought it was so funny that you brought that earlier because I had the same thought just earlier today when yeah. I was like, Card. I was like, man, this feels like it got a lot more powerful. Because um, we were, we've been talking about how Starblast draw has become very powerful with yep. the when summoned effects being so rampant. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that holds this back is it's a little bit expensive and it doesn't get out of Burning Force range until you have three cores on it. So those are like my only two downsides on it. But I think, yeah, if when summons are really big and or if like green aggro like you know if that becomes really big and you have like your pincers your mushrantulas like all stuff like man you could just wipe their board yeah so, so yeah, I, I think, think this card's really good just because uh i was talking on a discord uh, the other day about it but um so there's a lot of decks right now oh well, there's two decks that technically have it right and it's obviously red and purple that technically have a board wipe right Right. Yellow kind of does with Exhaust Nexus, obviously, but just in terms of spirits alone, green does not have that yet, right? Um, mm -hmm. To my knowledge, I could be wrong, but if I don't think they have something that can complete board wipe. So I think this card is really good with those, with those decks that struggle to board wipe, right? Like, you know, I have the Baculus and the Cursed Dragon if I need board right. wipes. It's not a big deal, but for something in green, I could see this, right? Because one, will be a surprise card. Nobody will probably be expecting you to play it. The two, green, depending what kind of deck build you're building, oh, green, obviously, if it's not like an aggro list. But if you're ramping a lot, I mean, you're getting chorus almost every turn um, with green, whether it's a spirit being forced, whether it's worker Ant-Man, whether it's, you know, your Emmer and Ant-Man, if you're blocking. That five-cost five, five red card in that deck, I don't see it being that expensive. Um, and I think this card has a niche in that where, like, here you go, surprise, board wipe your board, and go from there. Obviously, in red, I mean, it's easy to play, right? We, right. I think we figured that out, too, with Starblast Draw in red. It's so cheap. Like, oh, it only costs two to play, you know, play this. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a card that, you know, that's the one thing I'll say about set two that I like. It's cards like this that maybe you didn't see a whole lot of value because of the way the meta was. was it's just set one. Now, oh, wait a minute, this card does have a place somewhere, and I think that's slowly popping up a lot of cards. I mean, yeah. Star Bless is a perfect example. That card, I don't recall. I think maybe the first got played a little bit, but after that, I don't think I saw anybody playing Star Bless draws. And now, mostly everybody, you know, either plays it or is on the sideboard, or at least play twos of, because when summon, right, it's a thing right now. So, um, yeah. I like this card. I really do like this card. I definitely think it has a home. I mean, honestly, it might be kind of crazy, but probably even in yellow, right? If you're ramping with Blessed Cathedral and all that, and you need help, or even maybe a mirror match, I mean, dude, you just board wipe right there and go all in. Um, probably yeah. win the game. So My thing about it is, as far as like in yellow or green, it it's the same cost as Burning Force, right? But if you know your yeah. matchup, it it has the potential to be much more effective, and it's a body. 
And and I think like you know we have to look at cards like that. Like Thunder Emperor Leon was kind of similar uh, when Green was popping up. I was like, oh, I might slot this guy in too as a tech. Um, but I would argue that Agnafon kind of does a better job against the the that green part of it. Uh, like it's there for yellow. But yeah, you're right. When set two comes out, you look at some of these old cards and you're like, oh damn. And I love how they do that. It makes me really look through all of the cards in these sets to be like i'm gonna keep an eye on you because you're this close to being like really really cool and i want to find that tech first um so i i think i'm i'm just gonna predict that you're gonna see a few of these in sideboards at tulsa and then um that that eagle the vulture that can kill uh, yeah King vulture. King vulture. Yep. yeah that card yeah, that card about, is so dude. cool yeah, I started with that at Gen Con, and it caught a lot of people off surprise. Yeah. Especially in the mirror match, it's like, King Vulture, pop your death. So like, what? And that way I can save my, you know, if I'm still running a Burning Force or a Dream Bomb or whatever, I can save that for more bigger threats later on. Yes. Um, but I would say King Vulture, honestly, besides Worker Ant-Man, were the uh, MVPs uh, Gen Con for me. Um, and I love that card, so. Yeah, super good. Actually, for a moment, as we've been playtesting our decks for Tulsa, I was running King Vulture in my main board. Um, ended up going to side with it playtesting, but I do think it's quite good. Um, I just really like, you know, I'm running an aggro list, so I really like Burning Force because I can clear the board a little bit yeah. uh, to get in for damage. Like, um, you know, obviously I want a Burning Force, like a Netherworld Depths or a Blessed Cathedral or whatever, but um, if I just need, like, two more damage and they've got two little dudes standing in my way, it's nice to have the Burning Force to clear the way. But... I do think that the King Vulture, probably in more like mid range or control decks, could could slot in super well. Yeah, and we're probably gonna bring this up again later on in this episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so King Vulture, just just in case you're not watching the video, if you don't recall, we talk about it a lot. But it's a four cost reduced by one Red Emperor Beast Spirit that says level one and level two when summoned. Your opponent selects one of their nexuses that costs three or six and destroys it. So again, kind of conditional, but that's why I think it's a really cool sideboard card. It's some high-level um, deck theory kind of cards, and I really like cards like that in a card game. So at first, you know, you might you might open this card. It's a rare, and you're like, the costing is weird. Like, is it really that effective? It can be, and especially honestly, against blue. It, yeah, well. I Another thing with that card, it comes in handy too. Like, I mean, for four more cores, it has six thousand BP and it has confront, right? So confront if you need is to good. Target with that, um, especially with you know, for me, like playing purple, not a lot of my little spirits really have more than I pay. I probably say three K or four K, um, unless they have curse. Um, so if I can't get over a guy, that that confront can help me at least make you to block and then get right. in with the little guys to push for damage. So it's definitely good, you know, and I think it'll just get better and better depending on, you know, how the meta evolves and when new cards get introduced. Um but it's up there, man. Like right now it's a few cards that are staples for sure that uh and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, it's mixed mixed thoughts on it where like, all right, you have these eight or nine base cards that you automatically need in your deck and then let's just build around the rest so yeah um, but yeah. definitely king vulture is one that at least in your side deck could, could be a surprise and same thing like you were saying before with the other uh, guy it's also it's just a spirit right so i'm popping something 
but it's also a spirit. And that's the one thing why going to Gen Con that I thought about was like Burning Force. I love it. It's expensive, obviously, and it does pop things. But then I have nothing else left for those five cores. Or at least with this, it gives me a blocker or a chunk blocker if I need it. Um, in the meantime, and if you're playing Star Blitz Draw, it gives you a little bit, a small amount of uh, cost reduction at least. So yeah, yeah. I'm also excited, uh. Just for the Emperor Beast trait, you know, I'm I'm a very tribal deck builder. I just think that's fun. Usually that's how games are built anyway. Um, the only X rare we have for Emperor Beast is Leon. So I'd, I'd be really interested to see if maybe in set three we get like a better X rare kind of boss and maybe a Nexus that interacts with the Emperor Beast because there's not a ton of interaction with them. Um, but, and I just think they're neat, man. Like my Flame Weasel and Lava Beast Volrus. <laughs> I still haven't given up on this card. I really want to find a way. I, right now I run it in my Brand Board deck, I think, just because it has that confront and it's just a big, you know. Yeah. But I, I want I want some more Emperor Beast uh, tech I mean, in the next set, and, and King Vulture will be cool there. Pterosaurs kind of play into it a little bit because Gigano Rex mentions them on him for yeah. cost reduction. But that's right. Um, so, I mean, the Agnifon could very well slot into a Pterosaur build. Yeah, I think I think if you build it right, and if you're going against green aggro, red aggro Pterosaur Emperor Beast could edge out green. It just doesn't have the ramp of green. You know what? I, I'm gonna take that back. I can't confidently say that. It's so interesting. I'll just say when we were playtesting against the Pterosaur deck from the top four at the Netherlands, uh, my mono green aggro did not have any trouble. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I I have so much trouble against your mono green deck outside of everything but yellow. Yeah, yellow yellow is kind of my one of my tough spots because Alice. I love um, playing yellow right now, man. Alice is just so rough. I wish I was and, going um, to Tulsa and taking Alice with me, man. <laughs> I, just I so need we get to paired up and you could kick my ass with it. Yes. <laughs> man. Oh, I love yellow. Like, that's what I run the dream bombs for, to take care of Alice, to take care of Maduke, to take care of Axe Spider. Yeah. Dream but, Bomb is um, big right now. We were talking about that yeah. in the Discord. Dream Bomb is a big one to be packing, again, that's maybe so in your sideboard, but... At least one in your main board. You know what I like about this game too, um, and just thinking about other card games I played that, uh, like Dream Bomb, right? Yeah. That is literally a starter deck card. Yeah. Like you don't have to pay yeah. no amount of extra money. Such a staple, such a good, powerful card. Well, I'm thinking of like other games that car, a card like that would eas easily eighty to hundred bucks, like in Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. You know, yeah. where like yeah, and you need you need three or four copies of it. Um, and in this game, you can have four copies for. You know, just buying the, the two starter decks. I mean, that's all you need, two starter decks. So, yeah. I'm um, at 11.99 or 12.99, whatever they are. So, it's such a good card. Um, yeah, I hate Dream Bomb. It, it hurts my Madukey. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, dude. I just that's why I like it. <laughs> I have played so little of that like purple white control that I didn't even realize that I do have two Madukes, like in so my good. personal <laughs> collection. Like, because I just. Yeah, I'm Dude, so far removed from that, but I've lost I joke against about Maduke. it. I joke about Duke all the time, uh, and I, I, you know, even me, I've been playing purple for so long that every time I play it or anybody plays it, you literally see the opponents. Let me pick up the card and just read what it's like because there's so much yeah. text to it, and you just want. Yeah. And it's such a tricky card, you know. Um, and it just it just so hurts lethal. your soul the yeah, more sentences so you read. <laughs> it's I, a crazy I always have card. to. I always have to reread Blood Curse because I'm like, yeah. what the fuck does this do again? Yeah. And then even when you and I are playing a 
your Maduke like two or three times in the same day, and I still am like, so if I take damage, it goes to the <laughs> yeah. void, and you're yeah. like, yes. And I'm like, yes. okay. Because I'm like, this is... This is very important. <laughs> yeah. This is very important for me to be able to math out what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Easily yeah. one of the best art in the game, though, is Maduke. Like one of the coolest character designs. I just got done with yeah. Shinigami Tensei Five a couple weeks ago, and like, this card just reminds me of, yes. of that world so much. Man, I haven't heard about that in a game in a long time. <laughs> I love like, that game. I really liked that game. But yeah, yeah, and I, I love Maduke. Just wanna, you know. People say Bacchus and Curse is the purple leader. Maduke. Maduke. Maduke's the leader. <laughs> the other two guys are just minions, but Maduke's the one. I mean, she's the one that started the whole war. I mean, come on. That's she's yeah. A jerk. <laughs> yeah. She before is. before we move into the next section, I want to go back to something we were talking about just very briefly, and sure. that's the Nova the Nova build that you were working on for a little bit, Angel. I would yeah. really like for us to revisit that at some point. I totally agree. Not really the deck to bring to Grand Open Tulsa. Main reason being, um, the Nova Dragons are just, they're tricky. And I, I feel like I would need to play with them a lot to know all of the different lines of play. Because you can move the cores around, you know, with that Awakened Flash Awaken effect. Awakened Flash, yep. So it's, like, it, it's really cool, but also, like, I just feel like I would make so many misplays. Nova, so, yeah. the Nova um, deck to me feels like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's yeah. a lot of like, mm. here's me playing XYC all summon your synchro things. this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It feels mm. so much like Yu-Gi-Oh, which is cool. And I played against yeah. this at Gen Con. Um, Brennan was playing this, mm. I think. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it, it was just so cool to see because I had never, I had never played against Nova. I think I sat next to Eric when he was playing Nova that first weekend. And... I, I haven't seen it since, but like actually seeing the big bang go off and moving the core off of Sigworm into this guy and he ascends and then he spends the core and then you get all this life back and then you're just wiping a board up to yep. 10,000 BP of spirits, which I was running green. So it definitely <laughs> wiped how wide I was. It's just really cool to see, right? Like thematically, this big dragon just bursts out of an old one breathes fire just raises everything that i have um, that's a for the sky dragon right there exactly it's cool <laughs> as hell and it makes me want to play red um it was fun i mean literally yeah. i built that deck i think that same day i think i told you Eric, i built it like two or three hours before we we're gonna play test um and it did a lot better than i thought for me building it like quickly and i think it's one like you said i mean i think i want to play that deck i just need to dig into it more really spend my time and analyze every single card but for what i did like Big Bang Energy. I mean, my God, I literally brought yeah. out like ten blade, the ten blade guy for free, some other cards for free. I had like eight or ten spirits like this, boom, boom, boom. So, <laughs> I mean, and I had my life back. So it was such a good card. And honestly, with yeah. having so many drawing and blowing up abilities, I mean, I just kept drawing. I kept doing things. Volcanic, Star Bless. It's a really good deck. I just think I need to refine it a little bit more um, and kind of take it seriously. I kind of built it for fun just to see what I can. You know, put together um and i like it i mean honestly i think at some point in this set before uh set three comes out if not if not even this weekend i mean i, mean, I might be surprised nova's gonna be somewhere like it's it's getting there like i've seen a lot of people a lot of yeah. people talking about nova um this set definitely made nova a little bit better it just got to find what that niche is to make it to like competitively without having to worry about just that one combo but it's a good card man it's a good it's card super cool yeah in the saga I, for I, it is beautiful that card art 
It's yes. just dark. It, it oh, definitely so it definitely feels like a deck that really rewards you for mastering. And I yeah. just think that that's so cool. It feels like um, a Marvel Snap deck too, I would say. Like it does its one thing if you can get to it and it does it really well. Um and so I feel like to play against it you got to like find some way to prevent it but also it's not as prominent in the meta that like you could be in trouble if you run against the nova list mm -hmm. well every time i played against your nova deck angel i think every single game you got the we, and we didn't play a lot we played like a few games but you got the the five life recovery thing to go yeah. off and i think it's because there's a new siege worm card so yep it's yep. you know it'll happen a lot more Yep. One, uh, and honestly, even even if you don't use the Siege Worm, you can use the um, uh, uh, Andromeda or whatever. So, uh, oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah, they can use that one as well. So, um, I think yep. you just need a five. So, I mean, it's a lot of good cards. And even some of the, like, Glory Spirits, when I was playing against Eric, like, have nice little effects. Like, uh, um, there was one thing that's called Andromeda's or something like that, where if he attacks, you get to, I think, pick up three cards and then put any Star Dragons that you draw, or maybe one of the Star Dragons. Um, into your hand and put the rest. So you're basically going through your deck as well and reshuffling, uh, which I think is pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I like Star Dragons. They have a lot of support. I think it's just a matter of how can we get it competitive in the what the scene is right now. You know. Yeah. So for yeah for that one, that's the starter deck one you were talking about, Nebula Dragon uh, Andromeda. Yeah. So yeah, when summon, select one of your opponent's spirits with three thousand of your BP or one of the Nexuses, destroy it. Oh wait, hold on. Were you talking about the big one, Supernova Dragon? It should be yeah. So you can use you can use that one each is red with Supernova Dragon because you need to be able That's to send right. uh, six or more. So you don't just need your Imperial Stitch Form. You can use that one as well, which that card alone pops the nexus as well so oh yeah that's uh, right that's what kept yeah. happening to me yes. yeah so it's good i mean it's literally oh, a you, good card you do have to you do have to ascend a spirit with siege worm in its card name for that to go oh off. is that what it is okay yeah yes. so, yeah so yeah it's the siege worm okay. um see that's what i mean about this deck is like it's really good but it's it gets so confusing yeah <laughs> so there's uh, imperial thunder dragon siege siege worm that's the new one right that's the set to uh-huh yeah or no yeah well actually well reading it you can actually ascend without a siege worm it's just if you uh, use the siege worm you, you can it, you use get you can get the you get the health yeah yeah your yeah. emperor yeah. Siege worm. which that's i mean honestly emperor, yeah. you yeah you probably need to do that anyway so i mean that's what you kind of playing the guy for apart from just the blow up i think there was one game i played two novas wasn't it eric i had like two novas on board that's well, I mean, the level two and three ability is just nuts. Yeah, like to blow, be able blow, to blow, blow, like select any of your, number of your opponent's spirits with a combined total of ten thousand or fewer BP and destroy them. That's like, nuts. Yeah, it was. You know, I was playing my little green aggro deck against <laughs> it, and then you just like I got you, you down to like one, one or two health, and then you're like, okay, big bang energy, everything's free, and now um, I'm gonna send this and go back five and now i'm gonna kill all your ants and yeah <laughs> it does play like a protagonist deck and it's just it kind of plays That's... like digimon too it's it's yeah because they're evolving and they're getting new abilities. yeah yeah it's, it's I, cool. i'm telling you that is like the weevil underwood right there say yep. goodbye to you all your little insects <laughs> yeah like... uh, i want to play star dragon so bad i was saying that in set one i was like i think it needs a little more and that's exactly what we're talking about here um damn it i fun. wasn't I wasn't convinced that it got enough in set two, but I think it actually did. I I think that there's I think that there's a deck there. 
Yeah. I think you just got to figure out the right combination of cards and you've got to master. I think you've got to yep. like sit down and just crank out games to the point where like you know the deck so well that you're like, okay, you, you can get those turns to go off so often where you play Big Bang Energy, you get a bunch of spirits, and then you go back up to five life. Um, I just think it could be a really solid build. I really hope I get some good set one star dragons from my box that I bought. You should, because set one opening is a lot better than set two That's opening. That's for I hate, sure. Honestly, honestly my, like, I have like two more boxes to open. I look at them, it's like, do I even want to open you guys? Because you're just going to piss me <laughs> off. Like, set one was exciting. Like, oh my god, I got this, or I got an SPR, or I got that. This one just like, oh, cool, a dead box, or cool, yeah. I got you this. Like, you know there's like, something wrong with your game when I open a booster box and I get an SPR and I'm disappointed because it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that on stream with mine. I got uh, yeah. the f the three cards and the ten sword Saint Blade. Which, if I can get some Star Dragons, maybe I'll play that card. But he doesn't Dude, really that slot good. into He's, the Nova deck, yeah. does he? Oh, he he kind of oh, does. does. I, yeah, I played yeah? the Nova deck. I built. Okay. I played two copies of them, and he actually did some damage to Eric. And he actually has a purpose. So okay, um, yeah. especially with the drawing ability. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's a good card. With Big Bang Energy, he just gets so cheap. Yep. That's true. I mean, yeah, he's just another Star Dragon, so might as yep. well slot him yep. in. I have two. I have the SPR and a regular. And he's also another destruct. you know, he destroys something with 3,000 BP or less uh, if you draw a card. And if you're, you know, for whatever reason you're struggling with drawing, you draw off that. There's a couple of Nexuses, I think, that do something when you draw cards. Um, so, yeah, 10 Swords, is, I mean, he looks badass, but he's he a good card I mean, so far. I'm not saying, like, in a meta-competitive deck he might be the one, but at least in the build that I've played with. He did pretty well. I, I, I did not mind seeing him because when I saw him, I either needed the draws, and I mean, unless Eric has stopped me with it, it, yeah. it, did, it did what it was supposed to do. So I like the card. Do you, would you um, put Dragoon Commander Duraidalos into a Star Dragon deck? Because I think uh, you do. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. There's, there's a room for him. I mean, I he, think it's he has kind of salt in the wound uh, with that ability making him hit for two symbols but like when that becomes a big deal uh i, I think we're set gonna four. see this guy more i'm telling you yeah i yeah, think so set four's gonna yeah. be scary dude like set four is either gonna make games be 10 minutes long <laughs> or you know it's gonna be those two count symbols it's gonna be very very scary so. if you can give arcana joker an additional symbol when he comes in and is unblockable oh. that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be something joker yeah. is overperforming for for our group here in in set two so far, I really love that card. Yeah. Oh yeah, with um, there's so many times when I've been playing and uh, I just get walled out of being able to get that last damage through, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna keep drawing until I hit a Joker. I'm just yep. gonna stall the game out until I get Joker. Joker is good. Yeah. I'm trying to That's find right. the spot for Joker in my current yellow build, and it might just be you know the 51 and 52nd card. Might as well. It draws enough. I might as well get this card. I think yeah. he's a solid one of in most. I think he's a solid one of. A lot of people are playing a one of Derm Dyna, and I think just play Joker. I would like. It's way I mean, Derm, less dependent on what your opponent's running. Yeah, the yeah. only thing with Derm Dyna, I think, why people play him more than Joker is if I pop Joker somehow, whatever. Let's just say it's the only card you have, Deadly Balance or whatever it might be. Derm Dyna yeah. can protect himself if he has all the cores. He can refresh himself by. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the only thing. He has a built-in protection. Uh, um, so maybe that's why people just feel more confident playing them. Uh, 
but but I'm a gambling I mean, man, Angel. Yeah, hey. <laughs> so hence you got a Joker card, right? So it's like, yeah. it's smart, you know. So it's, I mean, definitely, good. it's an annoying card. I hate when you play them, especially when you have like two of them. <laughs> it's like if I don't have an absolute ice shield or a dream bomb, it's just like, all right, this is annoying. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. thorn prison, but right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one in the deck. We'll try that again sometime. I think that's why I like him over Darren Dyna actually, is because of I was joking when I said I'm a gambling. Actually, I kind of I kind of like the fact where it's like. Right, swinging with Joker. Do you have an answer? Oh, you do. Okay, I guess I lost. Oh, yeah. you don't. I guess <laughs> yeah, I win. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else we want to add about uh, Grand Open Prep? I think we'll have a lot more to talk. Back. Um, yeah. I'm definitely gonna yeah. take some notes about my matchups and yeah. how everything went. I, yeah. I think it'll be exciting. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, this will be my second grand opening, obviously. Um, the first one was an amazing experience besides the heat. But uh, yeah. I think with this <laughs> one being more climate control and, and a fun set, honestly, uh, and the game is really fun right now where you're definitely seeing a lot more different decks than I did on the first grand open that I went to. A lot, you know, At that point, you knew a lot of mirror matches or why. It was very, you kind of knew we were going to play. There was only so many cards available. Where now this it's either going to be the people that have been practicing all the spicy stuff behind the scenes um, are going to show up, and you're going to have really good players on top of that, right? So a yeah. lot of good yeah. players will be there that have probably been practicing just as much as anybody else, and they have their own little secret decks that they come out with, and we might be all be shocked uh, uh, who wins, you know? So I'm excited to see what a top deck would be, or even the top eight. Um, and it'll be exciting to just, you know, see some of those guys again that were at Gen Con um, and just have fun playing the game, man, in a climate control environment. So we won't be too angry. <laughs> <laughs> <In a> climate <laughs> control. Hey, actually, wait. I got one more question before we move on to the next topic. Angel, and I know I'm going to have to answer this question, and I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> if you do make it to the top cut, are you going to the Netherlands for the Pro Tour? Man, I am. I will sell whatever I need to if I don't have the money to be able to go. Because absolutely, I mean, at that point, okay, it, it's you earned that, right? So why wouldn't you go? Yeah, uh, not saying it won't happen again, right? But you put in the work, you put in the practice, and you got rewarded for it. I will figure yeah. it out, you know. So I'll, I'll sell Sweet. anything besides my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I had no oh, idea you had I'm so sorry, much commitment. And, uh, and my wife. <laughs> yeah. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, think, so you're yeah. definitely going. Yeah, I'm assuming your your, your answer is gonna be the same, right? Well, I don't know if you'll sell you know, everything, the, but <laughs> the logical the logical side of me is like, well, let's see how it goes, let's see what happens. But I know that if I do, I'm gonna be so fucking hyped that I'm gonna be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're going. So uh, we'll we'll see. I don't even know that it costs that much to go there. I haven't really looked, but I, I think from what I saw, it's like a grand, I think, for the tickets. I could be wrong. And then the hotels yeah. were kind of average. But honestly, it's it would be an experience, right? And it's an experience that yeah. you will only get by going. And not yeah. to mention, right, it's a pro tour, right? So you'll get an exclusive pro tour card, sleeves, you know, it's almost like the top end of like, I'm almost there. And if you do well at that, yeah. then you go to Worlds, but that's a whole different experience, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, depending how well you do in the Grand Open, right? Keep in mind, there's pricing for cash, right? So depending what yeah. you place on your invite, you have some sort of money that covers part of your flight there. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, I, I consider the pro tour like Duelist Kingdom, right? Like you need yeah. to go, like, yeah. battle, or, like Battle Seer tournaments, right? Like if you qualified and you earned that, I mean, that's going to be a lot of rounds of Swiss, depending on how, how many people are there. Mentally, I mean, go. I mean, figure it out, and hopefully everybody yeah. can go. I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done with financials, depending on what your financials are like. But right. I think if you can somehow pull it off, 
you definitely should go because I mean that's, you earned it. So yeah. go 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 get that. Yeah. It's a once in a lifetime. I think it'd be really. Thing. Yeah. I think it'd or be really be. cool if both of us both of us could go because then uh, I don't have. I don't have to travel to the Netherlands alone, and neither. I know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't end up in some like like the movie Hostel. Somebody just oh, kidnapping or something like that. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, you've heard about kidnapping Dex. Now we're kidnapping yeah. actual people. <laughs> Jeez, um, yeah, that's terrifying. Every time, every time I think the Netherlands are chill though. Sorry, yeah, guys. Every time we've like, got Angel on, he's making jokes about kidnapping or murdering me. Or... <laughs> See, th- this is why I'm a purple player. See, like, yeah. it's dark. You oh, know? It's, yeah. it's a, I'm a Scorpio on top of that. I'm sorry. Like, it's That's just, so just funny. I am. <laughs> That's so yeah, funny. actually, I think the place where the Pro Tour is is like really close to Amsterdam, right? I was looking at it on a map. I think so, yeah. Oh, it's That's like old, old tr- I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to even uh, yeah, gonna I'm try. Gonna try. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to go for more than... Um, it's not really a place I've ever really thought about. But, you know, so far, every time I've gone to another country, it's always been um, for work or something. So it's mm-hmm. been for, like... St- like it's always been places that I never would have picked to go to, but every single time I've done it, it's been like one of the most amazing. So like, I feel like this is kind of the same thing. Like I, I would never, cause like there are a few other places I'd rather go to if I could pay, but you know, I sure. bet it would be amazing. Just experiencing another culture, eating food. I love food, Hell yeah. trying new foods. Yeah. So that's like drinking beer. I can drink beer and have good food. So I'm happy. Yeah. Well, to me, that's the good thing about this game, right? Because I'm the same boat. Like, I won't travel to places normally, but playing this game, apart from meeting uh, people, it allows me to see other cities that I've never probably would have gone, you know? Because um, I had no reason yeah. to, right? Um, I mean, Gen- even Gen Con, right? Like, yeah, it was for Gen Con, but I went to Gen Con because of Battle Spirit, which allowed me to go to Indianapolis, and I had a blast at Gen Con. That was fun. Uh, yeah. You know, Columbus, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, like, when would I go to Tulsa? Like, it's, I don't have family there or anything. So to me, it's like, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but now I'm going to, so I'll be able to experience, you know, the culture, the heat or the people. And it's, it's, it's exciting. So I think it's the fun part about this game that apart from just playing the games out, you get to see different cities um, or different events. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. You just get to I'm meet very people excited. too that are enjoying the same hobby as you. Like, yep. it's really, really yeah. neat. I, I'm glad there is support for this and I'm glad that it is kind of a worldwide thing because that's a whole new level, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I'm I'm really hoping <laughs> at least one of our group does win a GO at some point. And that'd be, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be amazing. Cool. We're rooting for it. We can, we can do an, a self-interview on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's going to flood into the Discord and be like, all the secret tech. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They've been talking about Flame Weasel this whole time. This whole we time. Didn't see it. <laughs> I love um it. i really am excited to go while we're in tulsa i was telling you angel i really want to go or while we're there um because they yeah they cam and i love them they they have a fantastic podcast although I don't, they haven't uploaded an episode in a while it's been um, a minute i'm sure they'll do a gen con recap though they stream yeah, a lot now too on youtube they do and but i was really into them when i played net awesome netrunner content and incredible acrylic token games that they sell they have awesome like subscription systems for their games too um but yeah i'm really excited to go there to their also i was going to mention it is really cool that battle spirits had support for these events because it's like i went to the netrunner world championships but that was in roseville minnesota 
Right. So it wasn't oh. like it Which was is, not you know FFG's whole thing. They're yeah, there. I mean, and that's was, where Keyforge was... World is going to be actually in that same building. <laughs> really? Yeah, the game Even though center. It's not owned, it's not owned by it's not FFG owned anymore, by but the guy who bought Keyforge owns that building too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool building. It's fun. It's like really cool. They have like a cafe and a shop and stuff in there and just tons and tons of seats and it's you know a nice environment but also like it's in the middle of industrial park with nothing around it and yeah. everyone's staying at it's kind of fun though because everyone's staying at the hotel shitty restaurants because there's only like three restaurants over there to eat at and like two of them food so it's just like you know it's a fun experience but also like doesn't even compare to oh if you win the grand open you get to go to the Netherlands or something like that's really freaking cool. Yeah, so. that is super cool. Well, from the Netherlands to the Netherworld depths, we're gonna oh man, <laughs> oh man, switch over to another topic that uh, you know this is this is us getting sweaty and feisty here as we probably will. Um, <laughs> Eric, uh, it was Eric's idea to talk about some of the just some of the talk around the town about. Um, some specific cards like Netherworld Depths and the concept of bans or errata in card games. So we're going to take a little time here. Um, how do you want to start this, Eric? What do you think? Well, I think first of all, because we started talking about this and then I told you shut up so we can talk about it on the show. Yeah. Let's continue the conversation we were in before. <laughs> I was like, let's save it. Yeah. Um, so do you think that netherworld depths needs to be banned i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no and i'm not just saying that as a purple player i right. do not think it needs to be banned <laughs> um uh, i i also agree i i don't think so okay so we're all in now agreement uh, yeah <laughs> I, i'll i'll start here i understand that okay <laughs> I gotta really like. I gotta reel myself in here because I could. I do we need to read Netherworld Depths, or do you think if yeah, someone's let me, made let it me, like forty? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if they made know. it forty-five minutes into a Battle Spirits podcast, you probably know what it does. But just in case you don't, <laughs> we'll like, go over. Maybe that. in the future, Depths yeah. is already banned and nobody's heard about it. You know, six. And they're it like, was banned yeah. six months ago. What was the problem yeah. with set one and two? It could be this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We let me read it real quick. Yeah, I'll read it real quick and then I'll I'll give my thoughts on this real quick also hello listeners from the year 2035 welcome wow <laughs> it's like that never mind uh netherworld deaths <laughs> six cost purple nexus can re be reduced by three level one level two draw a card when one of your opponent's spirits is exhausted at level two for three cores during your attack step when one of your spirits is blocked you may pay one core from this nexus to destroy your opponent's blocking spirit when the battle ends so basically you can give something curse um Rabbit card yeah shitty <laughs> it's so mid i don't know why anyone's like even putting this in sideboards no obviously especially with set two and all of the green exhaust everyone immediately turned a very good card into an even better card because of that first effect Yes, Netherworld Depths is a little expensive, but for what you're getting, what everyone I'm assuming is is saying and all the hoopla is about is that it's still just 
works in any deck you drop this down it is worth your cores because this is when you declare an attack and your opponent decides to block or when they decide to attack on their turn or when emerald pincer comes down and exhausts something or thorn prison or needle shot or blah 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 anything Netherworld Depths is getting you cards, a lot of cards. You are finding your ice shields. You are finding your your anything in any. It's the most effective draw engine in the game for every color, not just purple. And I, I immediately got three of these on our release weekend and was playing it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this card is really good. But it, it is it has become a staple. It's become a really powerful card. But overpowered? I don't know, because we've been talking this whole episode about tech to play around this card. And if it's so popular, you know people are going to run it, or you might run into it in any color. Slot in tech to your sideboards or your main boards. You're going to have to deal with Netherworld Depths. And the reason I say it shouldn't be banned is because I'm hearing all about this talk about blue and how much Nexus is going to be in there. Run the same tech that you're running now. Put your burning charges in, or burning force. Put your king vultures. Put your uh, there. There's there's tons of tech to dream to, bombs. I mean, you got dream, dream bombs. bombs. You yeah. got dream dream blizzard. I mean, there's a yes. lot of nexus. There's a lot cards. of great tech. All this means is that when something rises to the top and becomes powerful, that's how new metas are formed, and then everyone's going to be running stuff that takes it, and then that's how it gets balanced and starts seeing yep. less play it's like pokemon unite mewtwo super powerful learn to counter it play against it play your matchups learn your matchups know that you're gonna see it and react i don't think this game is very very well designed i've played a lot of card games in my day and i've seen a lot of erratas i've seen a lot of bandless i've seen rotation obviously but like i don't see netherworld depths as a problem yeah, yeah i, I Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I, I think that there are ways to play around it. And um, I think if it's not this card at the top, I think if you ban this, there will just be some other card that will rise up. Pop, yeah. And then everyone's going to yep. complain about that card. So it's just the nature of playing card games. Always like, you know, everything's balanced, but like there's one card that has, you know, one or two cards sometimes even that just were balanced a little bit more on the... Um, you know, competitive side, like, you know, this card is just balanced to be a little bit better. Um, yeah. And there are ways to deal with it, but I think if you remove this, then there will just be another problem card later that I'm going to complain about. So, <laughs> right. And, yeah. and there's such a big card pool already, and, and that's what card games do. So, like, rotation, totally understand that. Like, if set four comes out and they decide, hey, set one cards are either going to become limited or just not viable for high competitive play. That's one thing to do. Maybe set four is a little early for that, but like just as an example, like that I understand. Erratas shouldn't happen if you play test your games. And I understand things fall through the cracks. I understand that card game players like to break games, but I don't think Netherworld Depths is broken or inherently flawed in design because it is still an expensive card. And I think the cost is good and there are tons of tech cards. Again, it's about looking through your collection, looking through the card list. There are ways to easily remove Netherworld Depths from the board and 
you'll still be able to keep doing what your deck wants to do. Yep. Or just play Netherworld Depths. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> just match it. Yeah, I think the thing with Errata is that I hate sometimes. It, it can ruin the game, right? Uh, a game I can think of, like Dragon Ball Z, right? The There was so much Errata in that game that it's like... Uh, it's just you continue to mess with things and mess with things you throw everything off balance you know and i've heard people complain about deaths for a very very long time especially you know even gen con like you know especially you have two on board i get it i'm drawing a lot a lot a lot a lot but there's text around it right there's cards that you should be knowing i mean honestly if you cyborg correctly and you know you're playing against a purple player you're gonna have some i mean because without deaths purple struggles a little bit right yeah so Can't prepare move. for that not to mention i mean i've seen plenty of people win with two deaths on the on, uh, on the field because you just deck your opponent out depending on what your deck list is. You know, you might just yeah. have to struggle that uphill battle a little bit because they're plusing and plusing and plusing, but this game is also about your resource management, right? So I can have as many cards in my hand as I want and have absolutely nothing that I need or vice versa. I have what I need, but I've misplayed my course or, you know, my resources right. are all so spread out that it doesn't matter what I have in my hand. Um, you know, I, I've heard different talks about well, maybe there should be a, a hand size, you know, in the game. Maybe. I, I could see that, but that's not what that, this game's about. Because right. nine out of ten times, you're not really having that many cards. There are very few occasions where I have almost half my deck, you know, on, on my hand. But I also blame that on my opponent, right? Like, exactly. you're purposely giving me this. So yeah. if you don't have an answer for me just yet, I mean, I did it with Eric on playtesting. If I don't have answer to his depths, I'm not just blatantly just attacking, attacking, attacking because you're going to outdraw me. You're going to get to yeah. your resources faster than I am. I'm going to wait, play the slower paced game, wait till my burning force or wait till whatever, and eventually the game will naturally balance its way out. But this is not something where, you know, it's a broken. Sure, I could see that. It could be, you know, it's it is. Powerful. But is it overpowered? I don't think so. And, right. you know, coming from Yu-Gi-Oh! We're like, <laughs> any time a card would come out, ban it or semi-limited or limit this. It's just like, <laughs> like I mean, you nailed it in the nose, right? Like, you know what you're going up against. The good player will learn how to pilot that match no matter what. Because there's other cards that are really powerful, right? I could say, you know, Axe Spiders is another one we can talk about. Dermdina yeah. sometimes. I remember when Maduke was out, people were talking about, ban that card, that card is overpowerful. Yeah. What do we do? Everybody's running Dream Bombs. Nobody can really complain. I mean, she's annoying still, but there's text against Maduke. Yep. And so the ban conversation whispered away. So yep. I just think right now, it's just a mixture of, it's real easy to gravitate to a card that everybody's seeing play. You know, and I get most of the concises from players that, like I said, I mentioned earlier, most decks now have a core of eight cards automatically that you have right it's either four deaths four burning force you know maybe i'll say more maybe a few absolute ice shields right sure and then you build around your deck is around that so i get where that takes away some of the um fun out of building a deck or, or the different variety of decks right but i think there still is enough differences in decks even with deaths being put in that you know deaths will do things differently for each color right for yellows, drawing different type of things than what does for purple, right? Purple, you might get into your absolute ice shields, your deadly balances, maybe set up your backlist, uh, curse dragon. But it's definitely not a card that I say I would. Ne I never played against deaths and be like, man, I'm gonna lose this game because they have deaths. Yeah. I'm gonna say they're gonna out resource me. But it's been times where I still have beaten people that have two deaths on the on the field. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta yeah. learn how to pilot. And I feel like sometimes us players, like, instead of really like getting competitively and like look into it what can i do to work around it or how can i smart this it's like chess right how can i smart this thing right in front of me and still get the win it's easier just to say ban it give me the easy route let me just go yeah. this way or like this uh, yeah. is 
very contradictory to what I want to do in this game. Therefore, it's bad. It's not right. true. And if I can real quick, just talk about errata as far as like games in a sense. Like I think, I think it's really yeah. unhealthy and it can kill new games. And I have a Keyforge example. Is anybody surprised? There was no. <laughs> the king of Keyforge. Yeah, yeah, the king who went on to it, Nats. But <laughs> my thing about Keyforge is they. I think there was a jump the gun kind of errata made in the first set of Keyforge that I think ruined a a large percent of the player base. And by large, I mean probably like eight to 10% of people who were playing really hard in that first set left the game and never came back because of this decision. There is a combo in the early days of Keyforge where you play a card and for the rest of your turn, every time you play a card, you draw a card. And it was showing up in decks where you could pop an artifact and put that card back into your hand to play it a second time, stacking the effect essentially doing an infinite loop into what's called the rule of six in Keyforge, where you can only play or use the same named card six times in a turn. So people were one turn killing, right? They would play this very specific decks, because again, it's randomly generated. Um, so if you got these decks, they were really, really powerful and considered, you know, like sought after um, on the secondary market. So you pick up your whole deck, you play a card that lets you play cards out of house you forge three keys in one turn that's crazy that is crazy and it's powerful but that to me was what made keyforge so cool you opened this deck for ten dollars yeah. and you have this incredible combo that you have to build towards and rather than letting this new game breathe a little bit and get people excited that they could potentially find a deck like that they go this card gets purged the first time you play it and purge is like banished gets removed so all of these decks that people were like selling for a thousand dollars and buying now had new rules that weren't written on the card itself first set of the game and they never looked back they sold their entire collection they're like i'm done i have a deck with my name that had that combo in it i didn't even realize it at first um and i played it more after the errata because no one was expecting those cards and it's still a good combo, but it let me open up like different routes through that deck. And it's like one of the top 20, I think it's in the top 20, like most chained decks. So that means like I won with that deck handicapped more often than like any other deck could. Um, and I won't get into all of that, but like, but my point is erratas, especially like for battle spirits with only two sets out, if you're errata or putting errata on these cards that get people excited about the game or that people spend money on. Like, imagine if they took away the burst of put life back from Absolute Ice Shield and people are buying these SPR Ice Shields for $40 or, well, way more. Like, people yeah. would be pissed. And if you do that with Netherworlds, which, you know, is still a cheap card, people are going to get mad. And then it's like, every time you introduce a new player and they find this cool card and they're not up to speed on the errata... You have to shoot them down face to face with them across the table and be like, that card doesn't work that way anymore. So your entire yeah. deck that you built it around, it doesn't work that way. And we then they're not going to have fun. Too, though. Yeah, like a couple good things. Like 
this is only set two. Like, yeah. we still have two more sets. Yeah. We don't even we don't even know. I mean, exciting spoilers for start like in five weeks or six weeks. But yeah. set three, we don't even know. I mean, I mean the lore set, but we'll see what that does. But at right. least for set three, right? We don't even know what cards are going to be in there, or if there's going to be what magic spe- uh, cards, or what nexus is my contradict, or maybe there's a limit. Yeah. Maybe there is a card that limits your opponent can only have this many cards in hand when this isn't play or something like that right so that it's too early to be like that right. now if we go like a whole year and there's you know and there wasn't enough tech to get rid of this nexus i would get the the point of like ban it right sure but we have so many different way outs <laughs> to kill that you can run four copies of or side more in on turn or on game two yeah if you're still struggling to get rid of it you know and you talk about keyforge i can compare you know when i played Yu-Gi-Oh. Necros. I mean, I don't know if anybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Necros literally got to the point when it came out that it was a tier zero deck. That's how good and consistent it was, and it was like, it was just that was an overpowerful deck. But there, still at that time, I had be, I beat it with other decks that were Necros. You know, I mean, I played it for a while just to see what a mirror match was like. It was a fun deck, you know. Yeah. But there were other decks that I played that were either tier one or tier two that you still win because. At the end of the day, like you can buy the most expensive deck, you can be a whale, do whatever. It's how you pilot that deck. Do you put the practice in? Do you know when to correctly, you know, in this game, do you know when to correctly play this Burning Force? Yeah, there might be two spirits right there that are giving you problems, but knowing what your opponent has, are you going to waste that Burning Force on those two spirits, or are you going to wait for the deaths to pop out? Right. That's where resource management comes in, right? Yeah. And that's the one good thing about this game, and I think that's what helps a really good player accelerate them their, their, their game to the next level. It's like, I know this is coming up. I'm going to hold this to later on. I think I did it to Eric not so long ago when we were playtesting. They said, oh, the Burning Force got me. I was like, yeah, and I even told him. I was like, I was going to use it at this point, but I held it on for this exact moment. And it won me the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that is what it becomes sets, a skill check. It that's does. That's what really sets players apart, right? And, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's real easy to blame cars. Like, you guys have all said, I think a lot of people that are on our side, I guess you could say, have said the same thing. If it ain't this card, it's the next one. And if we're going to cons- constantly ban every single card is annoying or good or or might give a, a certain deck a certain edge at sometimes then what's the point of playing the game like i mean right. and, and i hear this a lot with any game i mean it's any game overwatch hearthstone oh this is yeah. cards op oh, this, dude there's ways around it there's enough and those games have a lot enough cards in the game already that there is more options right where this game is only on set two right. i mean i don't know what the card pool is what maybe 400 cards altogether, something Probably. around that range yeah so i mean Relax. <laughs> like, yes. Aaron Rodgers a long time. R-E-L-A-S. <laughs> Relax. And, you know, there'll be some answers <laughs> to it, you know? <laughs> I, I do think that errata can be a really cool tool for digital-only games because yeah, you can errata different. something yeah. and then it just yeah. updates. For yeah. physical games, I don't like it because it now the cards... The cards don't do what they say they do. Yeah. yeah. Let me, pull out, let me pull out my scroll and read. All right, I think it does this now. Yeah, because, it's like, like, exactly. yeah, it's like, oh, in order to know how to play this game, you have to go to this website and read this Google Doc. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just just like, print it out. And just again, print it out and highlight. Yeah, like, for new players, like, no one's going to want to do that. And yeah, most of yeah. the time, they're not going to know to do that. Like, yep. that's such a bummer. Um, and... and I, again, we were talking about Pokemon Unite at the top of the show, and I did. I sent a tweet, a, a stupid tweet. You know, sometimes I, I just, I go off. It doesn't hey, matter. No one a, follows me. X. You sent out an. X, oh, that's right. I, I asked, <laughs> I asked something earlier, and I was just like, I think people who are mad about Mewtwo and Pokemon Unite are just bad, and like, I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. I, I honestly, yeah, I'm trolling. I don't want to be 
that guy, but I was just fed up with it a little bit. And so like I, I almost just said the people that are mad about Netherworld devs are probably just bad at the game, but they're not. And I don't believe that. I'm just saying that there is a skill level there to Netherworld devs. And so I think the people that are really uh, crying foul play about this one don't play purple are probably sick of seeing a lot of purple, which that's fine. I get it. It is a powerful card, but three, like, just use it as a learning tool and and elevate your game a little bit, and you're going to feel really, really good about how you beat Netherworld Depths. Like, back to Keyforge, there's a really good combo. There's a really famous deck. It sold for $3,600 recently. The night before I left for Gen Con, I played against that deck online, just in a in the competitive queue on the Crucible. I played against it. I'd never played against it before, but I won. I won. And, like, that's a good feeling. Like, I have heard about this deck. And so I knew what to look for. I knew how to pilot my deck and how to shut that combo off or at least get out of range for it to hurt me. And I, I did it. The guy piloting it sent an early GG in the chat, too because it does win a lot it's a, it's a very valuable deck but you can get around those cards Dude, that gives you so much more like pleasure i love yes. when people like emote early or like yeah oh, i got this i remember oh my god i love it and then not to be this guy but i do it sometimes like i'd be like good game good game he's gonna yeah. get mad at you but it's just like but to your <laughs> point though you know it's I mean, how many months? I mean, a few months ago, people were complaining about Dual Eagle. Then they were yep. complaining about Axe Spider. And now yep. Axe Spider's like, oh, okay, play Axe Spider, Thorn Prison, or do this. Like, whatever. It's not that big a three and bomb. It's not a big threat. Yeah. And it's just a lot of times, you know, and we keep repeating it. Like, there's enough out there where either the cards are there to deal with those kind of situations, or it's just based on your own skill level or enough knowledge of the game, right? Um, and then, I, you know, I think Eric touched on it before. That's why it's very important to play other decks, right? Even yeah. if you don't like the deck style, yeah. you know what the deck's trying to do. So then you learn well, when you're playing your deck what cards to use at what time because you know what combo they're trying to do. And a lot of times the card yeah. games, people think it's like, I'm just trying to get what I got to do. No, it's no. literally chess. Like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm trying to do, but now I see you playing this, so now I have to change my strategy yeah. and react to you, stop you from your combo, and then somehow try to figure out a way to navigate back to my combo, you know? Sometimes I might, you know, for purple, I'm, play, I'm a purple player, so I just say, I'm going to have to play my Curse Dragon a little bit early just to pop up a couple of annoying things and help to draw into my other one for the backless Curse Dragon, you know? You have to adapt with whatever the game state is. You can't keep sticking to the same game plan. So if somebody has two deaths out, then you need to slow your roll, not keep pushing for damage because you're, yes, of course you're handing. They're not doing that. And the card, I mean, the card's doing it, right? But you're doing it because yeah. the, all the card That's says such is a good point. when it's exhausted. So if you're yeah. choosing to attack me with four or five, six spirits, that's on you, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. on you, you know? So when that's game, you know, that's, that's your fault. So yeah, yeah. there's perfect information on the table that tells them what's going to happen if they do that. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think if you're annoyed by netherworld depths, pick up a purple deck or pick up a white purple deck and, and play it, just play it a, a ton and see what situations it feels really tough without the depths or with, you know, missing certain pieces. And then when you're sitting on the other side of the table for the deck, now you're like, okay, if they play their netherworld depths at this point, I can punish them by not swinging in and kind of chilling and then waiting for my burning force to show up or waiting for them to swing in and I can dream bomb uh, the depths and then next turn I make my counter attack because now the depths is gone and they don't get all that draw power. Like, 
just yeah. learning that matchup and really figuring it out. Now, I if they ban depths, like I'm not gonna be super super upset. At, like I'm not gonna like quit playing Battle Spirits or anything. Like I'll just be like, okay, I don't know that, but I guess we'll adjust. Um, sure. I don't like bans. I also don't like limits. Um, we haven't I really agree. talked about this yet. Like limits and restrictions where you drop a card. Like, oh, now you can only play one of this. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, limited and semi-limited. So it's like limited yeah. as you can play uh, one, annoying. semi-limited as you can play two. And it's like, at that point, really all you're doing is rewarding someone with like RNG and they drew yes. the one copy of this card. Like, just yep. ban it. And in fact... Yeah, if you're going to limit something, just ban it. But Netrunner did something that I thought was, like, genius with limiting cards. They did this thing called the NAPD Most Wanted. And so they took the lore of the put it into the banned list. Yeah. So it was, like, the, the like, police in the Netrunner universe were, like, cracking down on the cyber criminals and, like, putting them away in prison. Uh, <laughs> and so certain cards got banned... And then other cards, what they did is they restricted them. Uh, they took, like, the most, like, degenerate combo pieces and put them all on this one restricted list. And what you're allowed to do with your deck is you can play um, one of the cards from the restricted list in your deck, but a full play set of them. So ah. if there's two... Let's say there's a two-card or a three-card or something, right? Like, let's say two-card combo, just keep it... Uh, this card is really good on its own, and this gather they like break the game. Right. Uh, what they would do is they'd place both of them on the wanted list. You could only play one of them, so you'd pick which one it was that fit your deck style more. But you could not play it with the combo. Yeah. But you could still play a full play set of this other card, restricted or banned. And I actually really quite liked that because it. Sort of, um, whenever you were building your deck, a lot of the most powerful cards in the game were on the restricted list, and so you had to think, like, what's the one card from I want to play set? Which one? Uh, it almost kind of made them, like, super premium cards, and it was like, which of the super playing with my in my deck? And I actually really liked that solution. I don't know if that's what would work for Battle Spirits. I actually think my favorite solution to this kind of stuff is just rotation um yeah i i personally think it's really nice to refresh the game like yeah. every every i don't want it to be super quick but i do like when like when i played magic i liked that if there was this really annoying card i could step away from the game maybe not touch it as much and then come back like a couple months later and that card, uh and i always thought that was very nice or you know even if maybe that card's annoying, but I have, okay, in three months, that card is going to rotate out. And I, you know, now we don't have to play with it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's like pruning so, back some bushes, you know, you, you cut off yeah. the, you, you keep it the same kind of like neat and tidy thing. And you're getting rid of some of the older stuff to bring in some newer stuff and it keeps things fresh. It's yeah. good. I mean, yeah. And it encourages, too. oh, it encourages people to play with the new cards over the yeah. old cards because they can't play with the old cards. And but I would it argue, does suck yeah, be, that like, the, yeah, Sorry, it does suck because your older cards now <laughs> like, are kind of worthless. Kind of, yeah. But you know what comes out of that is like new, new ways to play the game. There's going to be like a yeah. legacy format where like you can play anything. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of fun. But the, next yeah. the only thing I was going to say was, I mean, 
for people to think the devs is so overpowered, I mean, just look at the history of the last few grand openings. Not the most recent ones, but there's been decks that have won grand opens, right? 400 plus players that don't even run deaths in their deck. Yeah. So if a card is that yeah. overpowered, why why is not always the number one card? You know, it's just yeah. It's the good. It's a very good card, and you know, I was gonna say too, like deaths it can be. You can get punished for playing deaths, right? And you give a lot of information out. If I'm playing yeah. deaths on turn two, right? If I go to my zero zero cost elemental, sack them, play deaths for five cores, that's probably telling you two things, right? I don't have a god of good cards in my hand, so I need this deaths to be on here. So that tells you one, don't attack me right off the bat because you're giving me what I want. Or two, you can punish me if you have burning force in the hand. Now I just yep. wasted that whole turn. And now I have nothing. And now you also know that I don't have cards in my hand that I needed those draws. So it gives you clear, clear information, you know. But like I said, I, I've seen a lot of times where, like, turn two, I'll play devs, and then people go wide and attack, attack. I'm like, all right, dude, now you gave me all the answers I needed. Yeah. So now, turn whatever. Yeah. Usually, as a purple player, I want to go down to three to two lives anyways. So now I got cores, and I have all the cards I needed that now I'm going to run this game out of your hands. So it's just yeah. about how you play the game. So I don't think it's that powerful. That, that's my take on it. Don't ban it. Rotate I, yeah. out. You know, do like Pokemon sure. does. Like, hey, in this set, cards that have whatever from this set through this set are not going to be playable no more. And that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think that's, especially for a game that's like this, that's probably what's going to happen. And I think that's healthy. I think it's fine for a game to do it's that. It's so early. It's just so early. It is. Man. Like yeah. I said, the carpool That's the bottom is, line. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> we not don't have blue yet. Because now I'm curious what the carpool is. But honestly, we're talking about banning cards for a game that only has 400 maybe let's just say 450 yeah. cards like it's so early like let blue come out and now after before step four if that's still a problem because whatever blue doesn't have an answer okay then maybe we can you know talk that conversation but there's been so many other decks topping even whether it's online or different type of events that if i remember their deck list don't even have deaths right they're either all red or yeah. um you know i mean obviously if it's playing purple you're gonna have devs that's just part of the deck you know like but apart from that like i don't know I, I i mean i get the frustration i get it's an annoying card to deal with but any card game whether it's digital or not it's gonna have an annoying card that oh once you see it, it's like god dang i'm gonna have to play around this right now it's yeah. like but just part of the fun it's just like can you outsmart the opponent and you know sometimes your opponent plays it wrong right like they either forget to draw or you're getting way too much draw like i said drawing in this game yeah it's a big deal but it's also the cores, you know. To me, having right. cores is what matters because you can have all the cards. It's happened to me. I can have all the cards in the world, but I don't have enough cores to do anything with them. That I still lose. Like, okay, yeah, you got it. You know, so yeah. I I think that's all very very good. I I think uh, the the main takeaways, the the base underlying thing is relax. Don't cause a stink. <laughs> relax. Don't cause a stink. Don't try to ban cards before we even have all six colors. It hasn't even um, been a year yet. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year yet. I guarantee set three is going to have like more of this like very specific yeah. conditional stuff like King Vulture, where it's like your opponent selects one of the Nexus that costs three or six and destroys Or I'm it. sure Blue will have some ridiculous mail card or, or yeah. dump your opponent's. They would ban that card. It's like, I mean, relax. Yeah. Figure it out. Let the meta settle. Let things settle. Let the creative people come up with different strategies. Or like I said, we all said it, here, I think, here multiple times. They are called tech cards for a reason. Yep. Tech against whatever you're struggling with. And That's yeah, like with anything. And, and it's designed that way. They know what they're doing when they write these cards down, especially Battle Spirits. I, I, like, I am really impressed with uh, all these interactions. And like... 
that's the whole point. They make these cards so the better players that are going to rise above and win these grand opens are already knowing exactly what happens if a depth comes down on the table. And if you don't, learn. You know? That's it. Get better at the game. You know, we talk about chess. And I think... um uh, oh man, I was thinking of another game that I think is like really, really good for card game players to play. That's not a card game, but chess especially, man, because you know if you get really deep into it, there are opening moves, right? There are yep. patterns that you automatically start with all the time. So like that can happen in card games. Like turn one, worker ant man, boom. That's not a problem. No one's wanting to ban worker ant man, but it might be one of the best cards in the game. Might be one of the best turn one cards ever. Uh, if you're going second yeah and like you can do that every game but it's what happens after the start that you can never 100% know what's going to happen and that's where I think card game players get really pissed off is because they mid-max all the time and they know all these percentages and they know their draw rates they know their mulligans they know all of this and when they lose they can't fathom it but every time you sit down to play a card game that is two players, you have a 50% chance of winning and a 50% chance of yep. losing. That's it's like anything, it. I mean, it's like anything competitive. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm a big sports guy. I'm a sports guy. Like, football. Let's talk football. Yeah. Tom Brady, he's a super good quarterback. You think the teams are staying sideline him? Yeah. Bring in the backup. Like, you just adjust against that team, right? Yeah. Increase watch my the defense tape. Or, or run, watch <laughs> the tape. Run different routes. Or you know what he's going to do. You prepare for that. That's why they go practice. So it's the same thing. If you, if whatever, if your deck is struggling against devs, you know, then maybe it's just the matchup. You know that matchup's going to be a little bit tougher for you. Then you sideboard cards that, or you prepare your sideboard for just that specific matchup. That's what I did in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I wasn't worried about any other deck, but if I was like road decks or mirror match, I would specifically just side my cards just for that one matchup. And I did fine, you know. It might have been a longer game, a lot more brain power to like, oh my god, you know, and that's where the analytical part of it comes in, like, yeah. all right, he's played this, he probably has two more of this, he's going for this, but that is part of the game, you know, and I you know, and I get it, you know, new players, it's, just, it's a fun game, I'm not saying that, I'm just talking about, if you're playing competitive, you cannot complain about cards that are overpowering, because that's the whole point of being competitive, right, it's yeah. one, can you all play the card? Can you all play the opponent? Can you pilot deck better? Or sometimes it really is just, can I get into my desk before you can get into your desk? And at that point, like you said, that's 50-50. I mean, that's just the luck of the draw based on you know, how many, what your deck size is. Are you playing 50 cards? Are you playing 52 cards, 54 cards? Um, and yeah. that's the nature of the game. I mean, it just, it is literally a card game. It's how you shuffle, how it cuts, and how the cards stack up. Yep. Part of the cards, baby, is whatever that's gets right. going to happen, it's going to happen. So Yeah. RNG is how a real people- thing, man. How many people do you think are like screaming at us from the other <laughs> side of their phone right now? Probably a lot. I, I, like, I hope look, people look, that look, listen to this, us get it. And I'm gonna say this: this is all in my opinion, obviously. It's all our yeah. opinions. We're, we're nobody. I just, my humble opinion is that I don't think the cards at a level where it needs to be banned. At least just yet, you know. Like I said, let it give it a year, yeah. and if it's topping every single time, and every deck is running, okay. Yeah. Every deck usually runs yeah. Burning Force, and you can argue, well, people run Burning Force to counter deaths. Okay, yep. I mean that is what card games are supposed to do. You know, when I was playing any other game, if I put a card into my deck, it's to counter that Marvel Snap. I don't know if anybody plays Marvel Snap, yes. or Hearthstone. It, even Marvel Snap, it's the quickest game. It's six rounds, sometimes yeah. seven if they play a certain card, but it is six rounds, probably five minutes a game, if that. 
There's even cards there that you only put in there to counter certain things. Yeah, I like um, I run Shang Chi all the time because yeah. people go for high power. They yep. always will. And like even if it's a move deck, like I'm slotting Shang Chi to kill things, and that's what tech is. Like you just said. Yep. Yeah. Just you I gotta I play the name, around. But uh, I run the uh, the piggy Spider Man. You know, yeah. that's gonna take out. That's gonna take out your biggest effect. People that you are have so mad hand. about Spider Man. Oh my god, they hate that card. But but the point of that is like, there's always cards to counter other cards. It's just a matter of when you have them. Or guess what? If you misplayed your Braining Force or your Dream Bomb early on to counter something else, don't be mad when you don't have it because you should have known. You know, your strategy should have been: this card's gonna be a problem for me. Let me save my resources for this. You know. Yep. Let me get there. Let me get to it. If it becomes a problem, Eric and I talk a lot about, I forget who exactly it came from. Eric might be able to tell me, but it's the make, oh, you're talking about- make them have it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Make them have yeah. it, you know, make them have your answer. And that's what people who are playing Netherworld Depths are doing. And, and the people who are complaining about Netherworld Depths, they're making you have it and you don't have it. So you're going to lose to it. Yeah. That's a uh, covert go blue. He's a Magic the Gathering streamer and YouTuber. Uh, he, he. That's like a thing he says all the time. Make him have it because he's like, because he's always just like, uh, well, I could play this, but then they could kill it if they have this thing. And then he was like, and then I think we'd lose. And then he'd sit yeah. there and think about it. And be like, well, make him have it. Like, <laughs> send it, know? man. Like, go on to the next it, game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send like if they have this one card that I'm worried about. Worried about then yeah, that sucks, but make them have it there's four copies of this card in their deck they've already used one so there's three more they have four cards in hand like it could be there um you know but if they don't have it this is a really good play yep. so and and you're right that's what people are doing with netherworld is that when you play that's kind of what angel was saying when when you play netherworld depths with the amethystus you throw down amethystus you play netherworld depths you sack it you play netherworld depths for five you are betting that your opponent does not have the burning force to follow up or like King that's Vulture. kind of the, the 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 gamble that you're taking is that you're they don't have it yeah like they they don't have an answer to this and if they do that sucks but you know that's card games baby yeah <laughs> and i'll just and I'll, and I'll just leave it at this you can't tell me right now that because it does the game's unplayable yeah this is not Agreed. it's yeah. not It'd be they say, and once again, I'm bringing it up again because I, I came from Yu-Gi-Oh! And I played Yu-Gi-Oh! for a long time, and I love it and I hate it. It's now, not if you want to talk point, about an unplayable game. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to say, it's not at the point where, like, all right. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm two. sorry, Yu-Gi-Oh! players. You're getting no, hate mail. But, but it's true, though, right? It's, you're not at a point with the game where if I draw and I don't have an answer, I'm just going to scoop because I know I can't do anything, you know, if I don't have the hand traps in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. That is an unplayable game or because of an unplayable deck or unplayable whatever. Death yeah. is not like that. You know, you can not play that's what you want. You might not draw into it. The game is very playable. You can kind of climb yourself out of it. You might be dirty as hell when you climb out of it. <laughs> but you can still win. So it's just, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, us gamers, man, that's just how we are. We just kind of yeah. frowdy. Ah, band is, you know. And it happens in every game. So that's why I just laugh it about does. it because we yeah. all find a niche and then complain about it. And it's okay. I mean, it's okay <laughs> to complain. By yeah. all means, you can complain. I just, in my opinion, sure. I don't think it's to the point. Where it needs to be, you know, just like you have the right to complain. I'm just gonna say, I have the right to say, I don't think that card's that it's broken, maybe, but it's not that powerful where you can say the game is unplayable if I see deaths. No, you yep. can still climb out of it. So, or Mewtwo, 
in in center <laughs> or in any or lane, in man. Like yeah. or Necros or Control yeah. Priest, you know, like whatever. Or Martian Generosity I, Key Abduction. Come on, man. I I think that at the end of the day, none of us are against banning cards, but I think we've all we all kind of feel like it's not time yet for that. Yeah, like well, not I, I am yeah. I'm totally open to if like by set five every deck is running four copies of netherworld depth still it's like okay yeah, yeah we should probably ban it or like yeah. I, I just picked set five as an arbitrary number right could happen at four set three whatever but like yeah if it, it gets to a point where i don't know like i think in set five people will still be playing absolute ice shield that anybody's going to be calling for a ban on that yeah. card. so like we're never going to see that card rotate out unless it's force forcibly removed like rotation uh, and then yeah. something else is there's already cards that you know that we've talked about that can that can slot in instead of absolute yeah. ice shield and that's just healthy for the game because people aren't expecting it it keeps people's on their toes it makes you that's the fun of it right it's figuring out stuff i think anyway yeah. i think yeah, i think it's like a post right and yeah you know yeah. like i said death's does you know its effect is crazy but it's not depths that does that i mean it does but what i'm saying is like goes, you attacking yeah you're forcing that effect to go off and it's you attacking it's forcing you to get the opponent to get ahead of you because your purpose is going to it's no different like oh my god i'm down to one life every time if i'm playing against an aggro deck then you probably should be attacking with all your spirits right like you should probably be prepping for that because you already know and that's why there is a best two out of three right like game one they might have it perfect but now you have enough information ideally to you know depending what tech card you chose on your side and that's where being a good player comes into play right it's analyzing every card that's currently available in your pool and trying different things and play testing and practicing to know your ways and outs out of a deck or even your own deck right like ins and out like if you know on game one it's getting too far ahead and you know you're not gonna be able to get out of it based on what you've drawn just scoop go to game two side save yes. your time on you know on grand opens save that overtime time so you don't have to say oh they're cheating because they're stalling on game one well that's what you have control of that. You should know. If, if you grind that whole game out and your opponent has like 40 cards in their hand, then that's like your own fault. Like, yeah. They're going to definitely <laughs> out-resource you with 40 cards, you know, uh, yeah. depending on how many cards they have. But that's it. I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we can probably close that down because we're, all we're doing now is kind of circling the drain and throwing out different analogies. Uh-oh. And I love that, but like, I mean, yeah, I, it's we're all kind of like mowing the lawn in tall socks, you know? It's, yeah, uh, it's like kind of <laughs> take your like socks boarding off. a Spirit Airlines flight, you know? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> turbulence, baby. Dude. Those pilots graduated overnight and light online, like yep. Jesus. If you, if if good advice for these other episodes that we've done so far are make them have it. I think in the Netherworld depths conversation, it's have it. If you're worried about Netherworld depths. They're making you have it. So have it. That's it. That's really the bottom line. If you want to play this game competitively, like Angel said, you got to know what those competitive cards are, and you have to know what your counters are and your matchups. Is there anything else we want to add to the end of that, or can we? Or should we get so, out of here? Champ or chump? Champ or chump? Netherworld depths. <laughs> <sighs> Champ. Uh, big champ for <laughs> champ. me. Yeah, yeah, big champ. It's a, ch- it's a champ. It's yep. always, it was always a champ. It just has more eyes on it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Angel, I'm excited for us to head off to the Grand Open. Um, I understand that actually you wrote us a, a little sing for us. Cam, can you, can you get a beat going for me really what quick? What is happening? 
Can you just can you just do a beat for me? Okay. Just get a beat going. No bad luck this time. No bad no 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 bad luck this time. No bad luck this time. No I like it. I like no it. Bad no bad luck this time. No bad luck this time. I need that before that's, my next Keyforge hey, event. That's gonna be my motto on my shirt. Like no bad luck this time. No bad like, luck this time. <laughs> it's so good. It was so annoying to figure out how to do that. Anyways, <laughs> that's it for me. Uh, that's all I. I wanted to get that in at some point. So if you stuck around to the very end, I hope you enjoyed that. I love it. If you see, if you see me the grand open, no bad luck this time. Just tell me that. No bad luck you this time. The, I, I know. I know you watched or heard the podcast. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all again for tuning in to another episode here of Absolute BSS. A little, little spicy one this time. We 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 worked out some demons. Um, but join <laughs> the Discord. This might be the first episode where we get negative YouTube comments. Yeah. So not I'm, to encourage you, but I, right. I <laughs> I'm excited to see if that happens, honestly. But if, you, if you're if you sticking around, if you didn't turn us off as soon as we said that Netherworld Dev shouldn't be banned, join the Discord. Let's talk out some more about this game that we all love and some other games, too. We're having a lot of fun. So thank you to everyone who's uh, leaving YouTube comments, subscribing to the YouTube. At 100 subscribers, Eric and I are going to do Battle Shots Saga. So. I think Angel has agreed to And Angel's going to get in too. on that too? Okay, yeah, cool. I'll join. Yeah. yeah, I'm with it. So just, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube, join the Discord, hang out with us. You can find us at Absolute BSS Pod uh, on Twitter, on YouTube. And um, yeah, so just thank you for interacting with us. I put up little polls and questions on the Spotify too, and I, I really like seeing people answer that. So shout out to Ryan real quick for uh, answering those polls. I really love just seeing what you guys have to say about it. And um, yeah, links and everything are in the in the descriptions down below. So Angel, Eric, thank you again as uh, as per usual for joining me today. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll catch you all next time. Uh, post grand open in tulsa good luck you guys thank you thanks All hopefully right. we won't get beat up by the angry death players that's right no, <laughs> no bad luck this time no bad luck this time <laughs> all right we'll catch all right, you all next everybody. time all right, see ya bye, bye. bye.